This is the Rebel Scum Podcast. Available in video on YouTube and audio wherever you listen to your podcasts. Every week, Brock and James talk the latest rumors, news, and theories from a galaxy far, far away. Support us on Patreon for exclusive offers and join the Star Wars discussion. Patreon.com slash Rebel Scum Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brock and James. You're always scum. Rebel Scum. Snap! Where's my... I lost my mouse. I like people who are just listening to this on the on the podcast networks so are like, what happens on YouTube? It just seems very chaotic. Very chaotic. I, I don't know, Brock, it's just there's like the mouse and I have two monitors and I don't know what's going on. I'm trying my hardest here. Take it, Brock. You start the show. This is you start. James, hello. I was gonna tell you something, Star Wars. I can't remember what I, ru- it was. I ruined it as usual. We gotta say how to Disney Desi Heidi and Paulina. Oh, bright suns to our friend Disney Desi. Um, and of course, executive producer Mr. Heidi. Hey, executive uh, Mr. Rez, what's up? Um, James, did you hear about this? I think it was a figure skater in the Olympics dance to Star Wars music or something like that. I think I said you would tell. Yeah, Aaron was watching it and I did. Yeah. I did see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Uh, Aaron- France, I believe. I think it was friends. Yeah, I, I will say this to you. Erin watches, um, she doesn't want me to say this, but she watches a lot of television, a lot of things on the TV, Brock. And and Star Wars is always mentioned. And she rolls her eyes and goes, I can't escape it. <laughs> that's a thing I'll be like. <laughs> yeah. That's like. It's like nonstop. She's like, it's like she actually has said that to me multiple times. But what are you going to do? It's Star Wars is in pop. She watched something else. It was 90 Day Fiance, Brock. They show 90 Day. But this one was after the 90 days, and it was a couple oh. that they're following. And uh, and the uh, the woman on it said something about Jedi. And she goes, oh, my God. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter, you know? You had, like, uh, an Israeli couple who doesn't speak don't speak much English, but they, they do speak Jedi, and they mention <laughs> it right away. So <laughs> that's like Star Wars, you know, people don't realize this, but it's popular. I'm moving my camera. <laughs> It's very popular. Um, yeah. Uh, it, it, imagine like that figure skater just like, oh, I just really like John Williams. And like this one is just like, I don't know about it. It just sounds so like epic. <laughs> it's like, yeah. No, but apparently I think he ends his like routine with the like, he does like a Jedi lightsaber move oh. or something like that. I didn't see I didn't it. See I haven't watched any Olympics because... I tried to watch as much as I could, but you know it was in. It was just tough, man. Like the time. Oh yeah, man. Like, it's crazy. I, I it was crazy. You know, I, I watched as much as I could because I like those events. I love all the flips that they do. The Jedi flips is what we'll call them on this <laughs> show because we'll try to tie it into it. But you mentioned John Williams, like Slim Shady. Guess who's back? Yeah, still working. Johnny W coming back for some Obi Wan Kenobi. Everyone's excited about this. Are you? Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, <laughs> oh, duh. <laughs> I've already told you many times until we get a trailer. I am not psyched for anything. <laughs> uh, yeah, we get a trailer, um, which it's still a couple months away. So it's like, 
I heard a, a report today, a report. I saw a tweet from someone who has a lot of scoop information and knows things. Said the trailer is looking like April. Mm. However, however, they wouldn't be surprised if they just hold off for May 4th. And at that point, yeah, I, why not? But uh, but also, look, Brock, I, I know you want a trailer. You don't believe anything until the trailer. We got the poster. We got a release date. The release date has me. Just drop the damn thing. I'm watching it. I don't need your trailer. I don't need you to show me a frame of what's yeah, going on. Yeah. Because I know what it's going to be. Oh, they did release. There's toys. They have their first piece of merchandise from it. It's in the news, right? So we'll no. hold on. Okay, good. Have you seen the, the merch? It's not exciting. I don't think so. It's just uh, they re-released some lightsabers. Obi-Wan's lightsaber and Darth Vader's uh. lightsaber. And it's just a cartoon picture of Ewan McGregor looking a little bit older than he did in Revenge of the Sith. So it's... um. Look, we're what is we're, we're at March, March. We got to get through March. We got to get through April. And we got to get through most of May. So we've got two, three months, effectively three months to go until this show hits hits our eyeballs and uh, and the Twitter wars about how bad it is begin. But I'm excited for it, and I'm excited to not see a frame of it until it drops. <laughs> I'm going to because you and I are going to watch the trailer and we'll talk about it on the show because that's yeah. what we have to do. But but like everybody who's been crying for this trailer, Brock are already the people that are going to be watching the show. They don't need the trailer. They're just being greedy. You greedos. Greedos. Oh my God, greedo. I get it. Shot first. Boom. Um, That's a hot take. Uh, 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 Lousy smart weather, says I. Yeah. <laughs> they were here to talk about the misprinted calendars for the school year. <laughs> <laughs> Warning, do not touch Willie. That's a good warning. <laughs> uh, but John Williams is back. I, I, I think Brock, he's back for the same reason he came back for Solo. He didn't write a Money. Solo. <laughs> do you think, on, on, in all honesty, John Williams, do you think John Williams does any of these things for money anymore? He's 90, isn't he? Like, Do you think he does any of these things for money? Or do you think he's just like, I just want to keep writing music because this is what drives me. Like, at some point, you have to have enough money when you're 90 years old. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, I don't know. I haven't been 90. I, I would really be blessed if I would get that far. I don't think I will. But if I got that far and the money that he has. But do you think, like, money is what would drive someone like John Williams at this point in time? I don't know, man. Like, you know, why do people... Like, you ever meet those people that are, like, well past retirement age, but they keep working because, one, they love it, and they, they get bored sitting at home. Yeah. They don't have a desire to sit at home and relax or whatever. And it's just like, well, why are you still doing this? But it's like... I've always thought if, if you're... If, if you're someone that has like a brand like John Williams or you're known like John Williams, like, yeah, why wouldn't he? He's like, if you don't need money, cool. You're making, you're like, I like making music. I would assume he still likes making music, right? Otherwise, what are you doing? But it's well, like, he came back, sorry, he came back for solo because he said he never got to write a theme for Han Solo. So it seemed like that was like a passion mm. project for him to come back and do that after all that mm -hmm. time, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I I don't I you just you brought up the money thing and it's like obviously anyone else I would say yes but when you're 90 yeah. and you're yeah. making music yeah, right. it's like it's different right it's it's got to be love of the of the game then like you like you're just like I still want to do this so and and he did the the prequels 20 
two, 23 years ago when Ewan McGregor was that much younger, he probably got to know him a little bit and not just him, but like the character of Obi-Wan Kenobi in those prequels. Maybe he feels a connection to that character in that time. Cause look, man, say whatever you want about the prequels, but they had the best music in all of star Wars in those, in the prequels, the best, like John Williams was at like his, his peak Williams during that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It's uh, it's exciting. It's, uh, it's, it's cool because it's like, yeah, John Williams. But it's like at a point, it's like we do have to get used to other composers, which I think we're definitely doing with the Disney Plus shows. Like, uh, oh, God, why is his name escaping? Ludwig. Gordon, Ludwig, right? yeah. Goranson. Goran. Goranson. Just doing a great job with his own. I think it's like if you want to be a composer for Star Wars, you got to have something. You have to have a unique. Yeah. Yeah, like you have like, like John Williams is that classic symphonic like epicness, right? And then Ludwig Göransson's very like creative with different sounds, right? And like it kind of it becomes its own character. Like I, I'm that doesn't really care too too much about who's composing, but like pointing out those two people, you're like, oh yeah, there's like. There is something, it's not just like we're filling in silence, we're we're actually telling a story as well. Or it's like it's like Sex of the City, where like the city is the fifth girl. Like the music is the tenth character. <laughs> I don't I don't understand that reference. I don't listen to oh, music. Okay. Oh, very I good. I don't, I, I don't like music. Music is blasphemy. Music. Uh, I think it's I think it's I'm curious though. I don't know if we if they've announced who the composer is of the show or if it would even matter, because like you said, the, the music I thought that we had in um, Boba Fett, I really, really liked. And I don't know who did that, but the, the, the John Williams is, is intriguing to me also because the Mandalorian's theme was so, it was wild and amazing and everybody loved it, but it was so vastly different from star Wars. However, what, what taking a picture. I looked up, I was like, Brock's taking a selfie. So um, it was so vastly different, but when they needed when they needed the Star Wars music, when Luke Skywalker shows up, you get the old John Williams stuff back. And I'm cu- I'm wondering if this Obi Wan show is going to have like more contemporary. I don't know, like more modern Star Wars music, mm. like similar to Boba Fett and Mandalorian, not like the same vein, but like different like that. But yeah. whenever. But have cues to the old, the older stuff. I'm not sure how they're going to go. I feel like it's going to be more uh, authentic Star Wars, like natural Star Wars, the old, the mm. big orchestral stuff, because it is, it is a limited series. Whether Book of Boba Fett was or not, we don't know. But that theme was already written for them when when we got him in Mandalorian. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm I'm really excited to hear it because John Williams is, I mean, he's one of a kind. Yeah, like hmm, it's hard to say. But uh, it's like I'm excited, you know. I even though like ten minutes ago I was like, Meh. uh, I think this is gonna be fun because they like I've said it before, like they did this Obi Wan journal in the comics. I'm like, this is really cool, and it's like it's just him like messing with people on Tatooine. Like it's like you can make a show out of that. <laughs> um, like outside of Mandalorian season one. Like, what is Deborah Chow known for? I know I've asked this question before, but like, oh what gosh. is she directed? She's done, uh, she's done a movie and some other stuff as well, but she's not. 
Oh, what was that movie? I knew this three years ago when we talked about Isn't it. Isn't she like Canadian? Yes, she is. Um. Anyway, she's done a bunch of stuff, and I can't think of it now because you put me on the spot, and that's not how my brain works. Mm. But look, she's doing all of them, so obviously what she did in The Mandalorian yeah. was enough to get her that. I hope, though, with all these shows that are that they're putting out, they all feel like they be they they all feel Star Wars. That's my one. It's like I'm worried we're gonna get to a point where Obi Wan has this feel, Mando has this feel, Acolyte has this feel, and I don't care if Acolyte is prequel looking stuff or not because that would make more sense. But I just hope that it all feels feels Star Wars, and I think Obi Wan. I'm definitely thinking it will, especially with the look of it and and Ewan McGregor in there, and I I do think the Deborah Chow connection to to uh, Favreau and Filoni for Mandalorian kind of mm-hmm. will help it like bleed into it and not make it feel like a separate show all, all, all together. But things are starting to um, be revealed and leaked out. And word is, yeah, there's going to be, there's going to be like two Obi-Wan versus Vader battles in this show. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah. Which I was like, okay, I, I, sure. I like, I was before this was all happened. I'm like, I don't need them to phase off. I've, I've seen yeah. that happen. Like I, I was okay with that gap, but if they're going to do it, do it keep it going because i think they might face brock i'm thinking if it is twice the first time obi-wan might not even know that that's that's his buddy anakin under the armor and then the second one might be when he when he realizes who he's fighting and that could be a thing. like that yeah well that to me that would make I, I, I have no idea what's going it's four episodes or six episodes we don't know but that's what's happening the other thing brock that got me very very excited is if this rumor is true brock the show will be top tier because our friend of the show, Jimmy Smits, will be coming back as friend of the show. He's listened to it, I swear. Uh, yeah. Bail Organa coming back. And apparently it'll be a somewhat big role, I guess. I guess a four-episode show, however big that is. But he'll have a part in it, at least for an episode, I suppose. So would you be excited for our good friend Jimmy Smits making a comeback? Oh, for sure, because he's sort of like that. The connective ch- tissue between, like, uh, for just, I mean, Revenge of the Sith, um, Rogue One, and, oh, I, I guess he's not <laughs> technically in A New Hope. But, like, you know what I mean? He is that, he is that one thing, that kind of character that kind of has gone in both. And we, if George Lucas was still in charge, I'm sure you could find a way to drop him into A New Hope. You know, he's that's just like, special, meanwhile, special edition. meanwhile, on Alderaan, everything that's, is fine. <laughs> that's the that, special edition I want. It's, is, it's, is, the, it's the meme where the dog's drinking coffee and every, everything is on fire around. It's like, everything is fine. is fine. This is fine. This is fine. Yeah, that's right. It's, this is fine. <laughs> I, that's, that is, though, honestly, um, I wish Luke George Lucas, he did, I guess, have it. But I wish he had one more kick at the uh, the old special edition can. He had a McClunky. But I kind of, I think it would be cool if we got like a Jimmy Smith's in A New Hope or uh, Jar Jar in A New Hope. Something just not over the top in a whole scene like Jabba the Hutt that they added, but like just something small, like we're going to cut to Alderaan quickly. Not that that's something he, well, I guess he did it in Return of the Jedi when everybody's happy. But yeah, that I, anyway, I'm glad that he's coming back because he's also a friend of the show and he's great. <laughs> yeah. Remember when yeah. he was in Rogue One and no one knew he was in Rogue One and he was on The View and they, they asked him a question. He goes, 
<laughs> Do you remember we talked? This was like our second episode. He was like, "Can you say cameo?" The worst. Like if Kevin Foggy was in charge, how heads would have rolled on that one. Uh, what if Jimmy Smith is in it, but he plays his character from Dexter? I've never seen Dexter. Brock, have you? You would. Uh, I saw the good seasons. <laughs> Oh, and I, yeah, I did see the Jimmy Smith's uh, season, and that one wasn't bad. That was one of the earlier ones. I want to say second, third, third is like the Trinity Killer. That's what you want to watch if you're going to watch Dexter. I, I don't know what either one of you are saying right now. Um, other news is coming out. I don't know if you have. I also saw this, but apparently the, the word is leaking on the street that, that Leia Organa is going to be in it, which would make sense if, if Bale's going to be in it, his daughter's got to be in it. Mm. But someone put out, hey, I can, we kind of talk about this for a second, because someone put out a poster, and it was like, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and it had the actress who is playing Leia, the, the girl, she's like 10 or something, her face, basically they photoshopped her into the same getup that Leia has on in A New Hope, and it's like her looking at the at you, and as the poster says Obi-Wan Kenobi, and it's just like a fun fan thing mm. that the internet blew up on because <laughs> no one could get past the fact that she hasn't changed her clothes <laughs> at all. And at what point, and also there's also another image, Brock, another fan poster where it has, a, has Obi-Wan Kenobi in the desert, Star Destroyer facing him, and in the clouds it's shaped like Vader, like Vader's mask. Mm. And people are like, why does everyone need to be super powerful and take down a star? It's like, can, can we just, Star Wars fans, maybe take a deep breath, sit back, <laughs> and just like enjoy the ride and let people have yeah. fun. With everything, you don't need to uh, scrutinize and analyze every piece of a poster. We will, we will, actually, we don't even do that, but you know, like, you don't need to do that. We can just have fun with this property and enjoy people's clever fan art instead of, uh, instead of, uh, pooping on them. And yes, for my mic, it is an Argonauts. <laughs> Argos. Argos. <laughs> Nothing beats Union Station during an Argos game. Oh God! <laughs> um, it's the only time anyone acknowledges them is during a game, and everyone's got a yellowed Argos. Everyone, <laughs> oldest team in the city. Most of the people don't know where they play. Um, boom! The Skydome. Uh, the Skydome. Yeah, yeah. I wish <laughs> more money for me. Yeah, um, yeah, that'd be good for you. Uh, 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 yeah. No, like, I mean, come on. Let's just. Yeah, what is how did you say? I mean, yeah, that could be that could work. That could work. Um but yeah, I mean, if we're going to have young Luke and we're going to have Jimmy Smith, might as well have young like wouldn't that be his major mission pro, like after Revenge of the Sith to keep these two children safe cuz Why does he want to keep him safe <laughs> as a promise to Padme? Uh, it was yeah. a, it was like a promise, yeah, to to both basically Padme and Anakin, like he would mm. look after them. But Bale looks after Leia, and but Bale can only do so much, right? And if an Inquisitor is coming after Leia, mm. yeah, and like in Rebels, the Inquisitors were hunting like, isn't that one? Yeah, no, sorry. Which is it in Clone Wars where they're hunting young? Jedi? No, that's in Rebels, right? It's in Rebels, yeah. Oh, yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, it is because the Inquisitors yeah, yeah, aren't yeah. a thing in Clone Wars because there's actually yeah. Jedi in Clone Wars. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But there's no reason to hunt Jedi in Clone Wars. That's I was like, wait, is it? It's like, where do they go? <laughs> Plot twist. But uh, yeah, so I think yeah. this show sounds like it's going to be wild and not what we're expecting. Because mm-hmm. I always think of I haven't read them, but you always talk about those Obi Wan comics. Yeah, yeah, and it's and I and and when they talk about the movie, when talk about the show, and and I'm like, but how do you get around the comics? And obviously, we've learned that they don't care about that stuff. They will retcon <laughs> all they want, which I'm actually okay with because yeah. You you can't handcuff yourself to certain things, right? Like, and uh, from a certain point of view, everything is true. But this is going to be a bonkers show, I think. And and I mean, somebody reputable when I think they when Bail Organa was either announced or leaked or whatever it was, somebody reputable said that's like the tip of the iceberg. Basically, they're like, you don't even know. What, it was someone who worked on it. Actually, they said you don't even know what you're getting. <laughs> so, so, so my guess, Brock, is we're getting Jar Jar, Watto, Sabalba, Max Rebo, and um, and Qui Gon. Qui Gon Force Ghost is a hundred percent right. Like this is this yeah, yeah. Qui Gon. Qui Gon's happening. There's no, there's a, there's no question about that. Are you on that that board? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think they're going to pull all punches because, like, I don't know. When did they finally write the script for this? I think it was after Mandalorian. So, so like, they're like, yeah, let's try some crazy stuff here. Yeah, but also they had the scripts when they announced, like, we have the scripts. And then they rewrote all the scripts, and rumor was, there was one person who came in to be ready. I can't remember their name, but also Dave Filoni came in because apparently they were too similar to the Mandalorian. Oh, that's uh, right. That's right. So they reworked yeah, it. So yeah. So, so Filoni might even be a writer on this. I don't know. <laughs> it just says executive Oracle, Dave Filoni. <laughs> <laughs> remember uh, when they were, when he, his, his position changed on starwars.com. Oh and yeah. Every, and everybody got like, Everybody's like, Oops! and they were like, no, 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 that's his been his job for the last year and a half, two years or something. Star Wars fans are are uh, wild because I think they, I don't really understand a lot of the the weird ones. Like the people in the chat are amazing. Let's get that mm-hmm. right out of the way. But like, but I just, you know, it's like you gotta, you gotta, every, you know what it is? It's not Star Wars fans. It's the world we live in where everybody has to be first, right? You have to be the yeah, one yeah, to get the yeah. scoop. And everyone gets a scoop, but it doesn't matter if the scoop's true or not. You just got to get the scoop, and that's, yeah, that's where we are. And that's why I'm saying it here first, Brock. Darth Jar Jar is the villain of the <laughs> Obi Wan Kenobi show. Darth Jar Jar lives. Darth Jar Jar is the. Obi-Wan. I'm really, I'm actually, I don't know. I, this wasn't a Obi Wan wasn't a character I needed more of. I thought, but I am excited to see it, especially after what we've got it on. On Disney Plus so far, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm getting really comfortable here. Hold on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah, it's. I was saying to my wife earlier today. I was like, it's weird not having a new episode of Book of Boba. Yeah. Fett. I was like, what do I watch now? 
Pam and Tommy. <laughs> I've never seen previously, that. Previously on Pam and Tommy. Uh, sex. Um. So yeah, I, I haven't seen that show, and I, I, there's, there's Brock. There's nothing about that show that in, I was alive during that time. Like I mm-hmm. remember when all that went down, and I, and at one point when I was like seventeen or eighteen or whatever, was I like, I can't wait till there's a series on this. <laughs> I cannot wait. I can't wait. Bring the series, actually. But but March sixteenth, the. The Netflix uh, Marvel shows are coming to Disney Plus here in Canada. Oh wow! That's I haven't. I still haven't seen them. I've seen the first three episodes of Daredevil. So maybe now that they're on Disney Plus, I'll watch them. Mm-hmm. Screw you, Netflix. Sixteen something a month, jerks. Um, I feel like I didn't watch like the last few seasons of each one, so um. I wouldn't mind rewatching it. I also, yeah, shout out to Star Wars Visions. Excellent show. Um, very cool. Also, cool new Funkos coming out. I sent that to you, James, and I was like, yeah, yeah, get behind this. Like shirts, different Funkos of the, of the different characters. I'm like, yeah, right on. Right on. Yeah, those Funkos look amazing. Visions mm-hmm. was a lot of fun. I watched. I haven't watched all of them. Look, I'm, I'm the worst. I haven't watched them all yet. But I saw all of Boba Fett, and I saw all of peacemaker and i feel like there's something else too but i can't remember what i can't remember what else i watched but i watched something else lost in space yeah and the witcher i'm trying to i'm trying to watch something new now because everything's over so i'm like oh my god i need something new and aaron puts something on and i'm just like <laughs> and i walk and i walk away She's like sure and they're not like necessarily bad i'm just like nah this is not i'm out of here bye have a good day Oh, uh, Pauline, the Funkos are coming out. I for, forgive me, I don't remember the, the names, but it's the one of the first episode where it's the black and white, and it's the samurai, and he's walking, who's a Jedi, and there's the he, R2 that rolls around with him that has like the rice patty hat sort of look on top, or I don't even, is it sort of like it's supposed to look like they're like. Japanese, like feudal Japanese architecture almost. Those two in a two pack. And then the twins from the fourth, like the one that's like really, really good, where you're like, this is Luke and Leia, right? <laughs> um, those ones. And I think shirts of each of those characters. So check it out. I'm sure it will be in your local GameStop, which is fun to say now because in Canada, we call it GameStop now. So it's all the same sort of, I don't know. Yeah, GameStop is uh, EB Games is GameStop. We got a Heidi here with a comment. Rebels fans complain that they can't do a live action version of the Obi Wan Mall fight because Rebels already did an animation, but the Bad Batch did animated versions of Revenge of the Sith scenes. So why mm-hmm. not? What do you think about that, yeah. Brock? I'm all for it. I mean, if you can make it work, that what happens in the last season of Rebels works with a story, let's do it. I mean, I don't really want to retcon it, and I. I'd argue Rebels is now canon. It always sort of has been, but now, now it's really canon. Now it's really canon with Ahsoka and possibly Thrawn showing up. Who knows? <laughs> I I think I don't think we're gonna get them all Kenobi fight. I don't think it's necessary, especially if what we just said. If the Leia stuff is happening, the Bail Organa stuff is happening. He's fighting Vader twice. I don't think the mall stuff fits into any of that. And we did get it in Rebels, and it sounds like Rebels takes place a little bit after this show because Luke's. Well, maybe they're the same age. Luke's going to be about ten, I guess, in this show. Luke and they're going to be ten in this show. 
So Heidi's saying fly. I just, I don't think it's gonna happen. I mean, we saw it already. It would be. I mean, yeah, we all want Maul to show up, but we're getting so it's four or six episodes. I don't think you can fit him into that. And then the thing is with Rebels, like everyone forgets, is it was explained. He was, he, you know, it was his reasoning for wanting to go to Kenobi was, you know, he had an arc in that show. And uh, so I don't know. Otherwise, he just had to kind of show up in this one. And I, I know it can work and they can make it work. But with all the other stuff going on, I don't think it's going to happen. And you know what? Maybe in three months I'll be eating my words. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, because I would have been like, there's no way Ahsoka or Luke are showing up in Boba Fett. And they yeah. both did. So, I mean, you know, anything is possible right now. Anything is possible. How do I write stuff in the chat? How does that work? Uh, Why is it hiding? I can, I can type, but I don't have a keyboard, so I use my phone. <sighs> is it because they're like on the... YouTube? Just, oh, just... yeah, if you go, if you go to this site, uh, go to YouTube and just go oh, to the okay. live chat on YouTube. Frick that. Uh, Pauline, just Google uh, uh, Star Wars Visions Funko. I was trying to get you a link. Sorry. Um, and it'll pop up. Unfortunately, some of it's a Target exclusive, so you're going to have to brave the states. But, you know, you're you're in Canada. You're not far. And, hey, yeah, you can cross the border without uh, anything anymore, I think, now, right? Yep. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. We, I know it's they're they're allowing they're not saying like you're not allowed to go across unless it's essential, but I think you still have to kind of use their little app. There's an app called Arrive Can or something like that that you kind of have to use. It doesn't really do anything besides like you put your stuff on file and then you show the border and that's it. I haven't experienced what exactly happens, but I don't think you need the molecular scan. <sighs> I don't know. There's something going on in the chat with Tommy Lee and Dale yeah, and Tommy I, Lee Jones. I'm yeah. not sure. Uh, I'm not sure what's happening here. But uh, Obi Wan Kenobi is coming. What else is there to talk about Obi Wan Kenobi? I had a list of things and now I forget. Obi Wan Kenobi. Obi Wan. Um. I'm trying to find the rundown. Oh. Here it is. I found it. <laughs> Oh, wait, we got to talk. I got to know what you think of this. Did we talk about this last week we, with how much more the Mandalorian We kind of did, but we didn't really talk about it. Like, that's a, that's 36%. Yeah. It's kind of significant. Like, that's a that's a jump. And that means that people were, like, people stuck around for that show. And it grew. More people wanted to watch it than not. Like, that's, I think that shows you the power of Star Wars. Good night. <laughs> So, like, that metric is, like, specifically for Book of Boba Fett. It's not, like, there's more people watching Disney Plus than there was when Mando it was specifically. Was it was 36. Well, that's the thing. So, it's 36% more people tuned into the Book of Boba Fett finale than the oh, yes. season two finale. That being said, more people are on Disney Plus now than they were back then. The other variable here that no one seems to be talking about is the shift from Friday to Wednesday. I didn't like that shift. I still don't. I prefer the Friday show. I'm one individual out of millions, so no one cares about me. But when Loki debuted, it debuted on a Wednesday. I think that was yeah. because they didn't want it to go the same day as Bad Batch because they're kind of weird, but everything has to debut on the same day and only one a day. But they switched to Wednesday, and Loki ended up being their biggest show ever. Probably still is. I don't know. But 
that was their biggest show. And because it was so successful on a Wednesday, they said, okay, all premieres now are happening on a Wednesday. So the Wednesday could also be be a factor in that number, the switch from a Friday to a, a Wednesday, because a Wednesday, you're more likely to watch it on the Wednesday. And on a Friday, you might watch a Friday, you might watch a Saturday, you might watch a Sunday. So, you know, you have those two days where you're not working. You're like, yeah, we'll just watch it tomorrow. Oh, we'll just watch it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Now, like for me, Friday worked better because I'd be like, I can watch it later. I can watch it earlier whatever. It's Friday. We're going to be done soon. But yeah, I, I just think it's a, that's a, that's a jump in numbers. Yeah. Good. Good for, you know what? Good for Kathleen Kennedy. She's not fired. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it is funny to listen to people's opinions of Boba Fett, Book of Boba Fett. It's like, is it if you like it or like I don't. I it's and it's fine. Like at some point, you we're just gonna have so much stuff that you're like, I don't really like that. We've been saying this for years, and we were just yeah. talking about movies at the time. So it's like, and people haven't been liking it for years. Yeah. So it's <laughs> like, it's uh. Good for Star Wars. That means that they're like everything we've been doing so far. They are okay with. So I don't know. They give uh, Favreau Filoni carte blanche on whatever. Uh, just like just choose someone and like <laughs> so just choose someone and make them in charge of Star Wars. I know Captain Kennedy does that, but you know what I mean. Like just tell Filoni, like, well, look, you not, got to stamp not- everything. She's in charge of Lucasfilm, not Star Wars. That's right, yeah, that's, that's true. That's the she's, biggest misconception yeah. of them all. Uh, yeah, I, I look, Favreau and Filoni, for me, I would just... I'm okay if you give that the reins and be like, whatever, do what you want. Because yeah. Yeah. the other thing, too... The other thing, too... that Because everyone's always like, Bryce Dallas Howard should do a movie, or Rick Farmer should do a movie, or, yeah, yeah. or, or Dave Filoni should do a movie. And it's like, But the one constant with all those names you just dropped is John Favreau. He's a showrunner. He's the one that's like, and he is the one hiring these people to do these. So that, and so when I say the, like Fabro and Filoni seem to me to be like this, the marriage of the two of them seems to be perfect for Star Wars, not just in the stories we're getting and in the lore expanding, but in the people they're bringing in to work on it. If Obi-Wan Kenobi is a, is a huge massive hit and everyone loves it, which that won't never happen probably. But it, but if let's say it does and everyone's like, wow, that was fantastic. And everyone praises Deborah Chow. Deborah Chow's only directing that because she directed The Mandalorian because Jon Favreau hired her to direct The yeah, Mandalorian. Yeah. Like, there's, like, the it's the Kevin Feige effect, right? Like, Kevin Feige, like, Ant-Man. He had Edgar Wright doing Ant-Man. There was a conflict there. You're out. They got Payne and Reed in. He came in and crushed Ant-Man because you need someone with some conviction who understands it all. And Kathleen Kennedy, that's not, like, her job is all of Lucasfilm. It's not just yeah, Star Wars. And it's like, she doesn't need to, and I know this might be hard on people's ears, but it, she she probably knows more about Star Wars than any of us here, but she doesn't need to necessarily know all about the lore and that there's a kyber crystal and a lightsaber and the colors. She doesn't need to know that. She just needs to know what's going like what's going to work. She, Kathleen Kennedy needs to hire the person who's going to do the job to get the job done. Like that's what she is. And I think she's done a, a good job of that. She's there has been some some stumbling blocks, obviously, with Lord of Miller and rogue squadron and we're never getting another movie again but <laughs> but this is this is what i'm saying with the Favreau and feloni thing is like they have this they've built now with bryce dallas howard and deborah chow and everyone they've built this foundation for star wars that if you let that group 
like when you watch the roundtables, Brock, of um, what were the the behind the scenes shows of the Mandalorian season one? What was that called the the what was that show? Oh, called? the gallery. The gallery. If you just grab the people that are at that round table on the gallery, the directing yeah. one and the and the producing one, you shove them together and you're like, just go make Star Wars for the rest of your lives. Mm-hmm. Here's a bag of money. <laughs> go make Star Wars. That would be amazing because they they all did a great job. They're not the only ones, but they're the ones that are in it right now and they seem to have a firm grasp on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, can, I don't know if I ever said this. It just popped into my head. It's like, you know what? I love that's not happening. They're not leaking in that concept art that you see at the end of episodes. Could you imagine how many episodes they could ruin by like, like you seeing Doug Chang's concept art before it happens? But I think it hit me when like in the last episode of Boba Fett, where you just see, uh, you see a like there's a concept art of like, uh, Cad Bane and Boba Fett, and like Cad Bane's yeah. worried. So it's just like, well, that just kind of gives away the whole ending, or like you know. Uh, Grogu and the Rancor, you're like, oh, that would have ruined things. I mean, would it have? But I don't know. <laughs> Plus, I love seeing it for the first time at the end of the episode. I'm like, yeah. No, I hate all these things. I hate that we might know that Bail Organ is in it, that Qui Gon. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like, I'd rather, like, again, though, everyone's so obsessed with getting the news out there and they got to be the first ones to get it out there. But for me, though, I'm going to watch these movies. I'd rather be surprised. Like, yeah. You know, we talked about today, you sent me the how lego or something ruined like not but they gave away thor love and oh yeah it was just an action figure yeah yeah it's an act yeah it was the action figure yeah that's right and and i no, sorry and i read that lego gave away some other stuff oh yeah imagine if they decided if disney did what you know disney wanted you know disney wanted to make baby yoda toys the minute they saw that oh yeah you know (laughs) you know bob Iger was like that's a billion dollars tomorrow but they held back. They're like, but we can't spoil it. Can you imagine if that was spoiled? I think The Mandalorian as a show isn't as well received as it is. Because baby, a lot of it hindered on Baby Yoda. And that's shock value at the end. Like the first episode of Mandalorian's, like it's an okay episode. It's not amazing. But Baby Yoda shows up and you're like, this is the best thing I've ever seen on TV. It's Baby <laughs> Yoda. Right? Like yeah. that's how it is. It's like, you're like, that is the best thing I've ever seen. And if that got leaked earlier, that moment's gone. And that whole episode is like, that's okay. It's like watching The Sixth Sense, knowing Bruce Willis is dead at the end. You're like, okay. what? <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. But yeah. I, yeah. It's, hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Do you want to go to the odds? Let's do it. Never tell me the odds. The ability of successfully navigating an asteroid field is approximately 3,720 to 1. Never tell me the odds. There's that flash. I So, look, Brock, I wrote everyone's name down and put mm-hmm. it as a slide, but I couldn't get the slide working. Mm. Okay? Technical difficulties. Can't get the slide working. But we got to thank <laughs> Mr. Rez. Wow, James. Okay, you know what, Mr. Rez? You're still Mr. welcome. Mr. Rez. <laughs> Um, all right, I'm trying to find. I got my rundown. I got it. I got the names. I got the names. Go for it. Okay, never, never tell me the odds brought to you and all of us by. I gotta really gotta write down a proper way of saying all this. Um, uh, <laughs> by patreon.com slash rebel scum podcast. You like our show and you think you want to support us? 
why don't you head on down to patreon.com slash rebelscum podcast and just check out what we do because we really appreciate people that appreciate what we do talking about star wars yeah please please think please and thank you and then once you do you can be one of the people we talk about every single day on this show and those people are executive producer heidi fetter i switched it up that time barry brophy dennis allen randy kenobi Mary Kristen Aton, Jeff Wilson, Phil Staniforth, Scott D, jo- Josh Price, Matt W. Rez, who we just spoke about, Frank Perkins, Neil Lowry, Cosmic Girl 02, Gleek Play 1, Disney Desi, Charlotte, Kayla Davis, Denon Ertz, and uh, the girls with sabers. Girls with sabers. Hey, girls with sabers, if you are... Uh, into the Star Galactic Cruiser, you're gonna want to check out their channel because Brock, I don't know if you know this, but Ray and Kylo Ren have an encounter on the Galactic Cruiser. Yeah, yeah. And and they've mentioned that there's love on it as well. But I think I think I think that their encounter on the Galactic Cruiser is just gonna be a laser sword fight. <laughs> laser like, swords. Like, can you imagine? Like it's a two-night thing, right? Or one night, two night, two, two night. On like the second night you're eating dinner and Ray and Kylo just show up and they start fighting. Or maybe they're just having like a, a one night stand together. They've like escaped onto the Star Cruiser, haven't told anyone, and they're gonna uh bump uglies. Cause are you, do we have <laughs> Han and Leia get on there? That's where they conceive Ben Solo. I didn't write this stuff. This is all Lucasfilm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there are first two odds from executive producer Heidi Fetter. If you want uh, your odd on the show, uh, let us know. Uh, <laughs> that's really odd. She literally just sends like a, a DM on Twitter and goes, hey, here's an idea. And uh, yeah. Uh, from Heidi, what are the odds that Alden Ehrenreich will reprise his role of Han Solo in Obi-Wan? Solo and Obi-Wan take place around the same time. I would love it, but I don't know if it makes sense in Obi-Wan. But it doesn't have to because it's like they're young. Uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go forty percent. I like that Aaron Reich is almost gonna be older than Harrison. Ford. By the time they use him again, he'll be the same age Harrison Ford was in The Force Awakens. I'm gonna. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go. Oh, sorry, guys. I'm gonna go twenty-seven percent. I don't think Han Solo is showing up in here. That being said, I'm probably going to eat my words because there's so many things going on that we don't know. But I just think that 27%. I just can't see him popping it. I can't. I just don't know how you work in solo into this. With like, you have to avoid Leia. You have to avoid Obi Wan. You have to avoid like the cast of the show. Like it's uh, you know it's hard. I don't know. I mean, it could happen, I suppose, but but I don't. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I uh, just finished uh, High Republic Midnight Horizon, and it prom- it's prominently uh, takes place on Corellia, which is which was kind of fun. I so like it'd be cool if Obi Wan does go to Corellia because I think they should see more. And the best part about it was the Gerilden Gerildens are the worms in the sewers. Mother Proxima. This is 200 years before that, or 250 years before that. So there's a different uh, mother worm, mother, I forget what her name was, but there's a point at the end where, like, because they, they, there's so many of them, right? The, the, 
the ones that walk around in the suits are like the children and one of them is proxima <laughs> it's like we're here to help fight and it's like this versus and proxima is like the smallest one i'm like that's hilarious so like yeah let's do that and somehow you meet a young han solo i i don't know but yeah I, I'm cool with saying a young Han Solo. I just don't think we're going to see him in Obi Wan Kenobi. Brock, <laughs> Brock is my, angry. I do my, Brock angry. My wedding ring flew off my finger. I was like, ah. <laughs> do not let your wife know. Oh, it's on YouTube. I mine. I walked home one day when I lived in Mississauga, Brock, right by the Go Station in Port Credit, and I was walking home, and I was going like this, with, like walking, like I walked like this. Yeah. My hand swaying and my ring flew off oh, dude. In, in the dark and it landed on grass on somebody's property. And I had to get the flashlight on my phone looking on my hands and knees and the owners came out. Yeah. They're like, what happened? I'm like, nothing, nothing. They're like, what is it? Wedding ring? I'm like, how the hell did you know? I found it. I found it. And I have not told Aaron about that. And luckily she hates Star Wars with a passion now. So. <laughs> uh, our next thought is also from executive producer Heidi Fetter. Uh... What are the odds that Grogu... I like this one, by the way. I do really like this one. What are the odds that Grogu is hiding Yoda's saber, saber underneath his little like pouch that he's in? His little onesie. Hmm. I mean... I'm going to go full Brock on this. 50-50, because it's just like... That yeah, would be pretty sweet. <laughs> I'm going to go... 41%. I don't think he does, but gosh, I hope he does. Can you imagine Din with the, the dark saber and Grogu <laughs> with Yoda saber and like the end scene of the season three is just both of them like ready to get it, get down and like fight each other. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> By the way, let us know what your odds are in the comments to my left. In uh, our final lot today, will Jar Jar be on Alderaan in the Obi Wan Kenobi show? Will we see Jar Jar Binks on Alderaan? Now we got to point out. I've got to point out that in one of the aftermath books, you do learn that Jar Jar is alive and well after the events of Return of the Jedi. He is a street merchant. He's very poor. He feels very bad for his actions that he had in the prequel trilogy. He lives with a lot of regret, so he will not be blown up on Alderaan, but do you think we will see Jar Jar appear on Alderaan? And he goes, oh, Master Obi-Wan. I... I would like it, but then the problem is if you put him on Alderaan, and then you're like... He's, he's like, oh, I live here now. And they're like, and then it's like, they blow up Alderaan. And that's the end yeah, of the character. I'm like, Ugh. in Rogue One, they did it with Ponda Baba. Uh, yeah. Literally there, the second, like a, a minute before the planet gets blown up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, no, Jar Jar's scene is he's like, it's a here, Annie. Miss, I gotta go. And he gets mm -hmm. on and a boost Starfighter and he heads off. There you go. Boom, problem solved. <laughs> done problem solved call me lucasfilm i've got a million more amazing ideas <laughs> it's, it's all it is is like is uh legacy characters getting into pod racers that's yeah, all yeah. my ideas those are all my ideas uh because it's great but those are those are did you give your odd your odd was zero percent did i give my odd? uh no i'm gonna go 40 percent on this one as well that's high. 
That's high. I'm going 75%. Suck it. I just want Obi-Wan on the show. Yeah, Brock, I'm very angry about this. I just want Joey. I just want Obi-Wan in the Obi-Wan show. I just want Jar Jar and Obi-Wan. I need Jar Jar to return. If Jar Jar doesn't return, does the word devastated mean anything to you? I'm talking to Oh, Pauline's got an idea. She wants me to call Kathleen. Hold on, Brock. She's got one of those. Her number is star five, six, six. If she has the old Miss Cleo phone number, you call that. <laughs> call today hi. for your readings. Hi, hi, Lucasfilm. Yes, I'd like uh, Kathleen Kennedy, please. Don't yeah, it's, it's only, James. It's only four thirty. Yeah, it's, it's James from the Rebel Scum podcast. It's like Rebel, yes. Rebel Scum. Oh, hold on, hold on. Okay, thank you, thank you. Bye, Brock. Check the board. She was just fired right, moments boy. before the phone call. She, she was she was kicked to the curb and Heidi wants Jar Jar's story in Robot Chicken to be canon. So there you go. Right there. Uh, that's never tell me the odds for the 243rd time. Uh, do we have news today? We do have news. Hold on. All the news. The news you need to know right now. Soon you can immerse yourself in the galaxy. Soon you can immerse yourself in the galaxy like never before with an indispensable companion that chronologically maps key events, characters, and developments that shape the Star Wars story. As revealed on this week in Star Wars, the new the new book. Uh, or sorry, as revealed on the show this week in Star Wars, the new book Star Wars Timeline by Kristen Baver. Jason Fry, Cole Horton, Amy Risho, Clayton Sandal arise from DK this November. The all-new guide breaks down the in-universe history of the Star Wars for a stunning visual guide that spans from time from the time before the High Republic to the fall of the First Order, encompassing the Skywalker Saga films, live-action series, and animation books, comics, games, and more. Spanning centuries and galaxies, Star Wars Timeline is a treasure trove of information that will track crucial conflicts that affect the galaxy in profound ways. Follow the Skywalker lightsaber as it passes through generations and witness the evolution of the iconic TIE fighter across different eras. Trace the mo- movement of the Death Star plans over the years and uncover multiple branching timelines that break down important battles with this invaluable tool for fans who love to be immersed in the events of the galaxy while gaining a better understanding of how various moments interconnect and collide. Pre-order Star Wars Timeline now before it arrives in November 2022. Also in books, uh, come April, Star Wars fans will be cordially invited to the wedding of Anakin Skywalker and Padme Amidala with E.K. Johnson's next book, Queen's Hope. Uh, the final book in the YA Padme trilogy was supposed to come out in November 2021, but was pushed to April 5th, 2022 because of pandemic-related print publishing delays. Still, anticipation for the novel continues to mount, especially as the first two books were as the first two books were hits with fans of the prequels, the incredible Queen of Naboo turned senator in her star-crossed relationship with the charming and powerful Jedi. Utini, a hub for all things Star Wars books, recently shared the first audiobook excerpt from Queen's Hope with Catherine Tabor voicing Padme as she reflects on her impending wedding to Anakin. The excerpt was first shared last year on Gizmodo, but this is the first time we get to hear this part of the story. The audio expert is directly from the beginning of Chapter 1 and shows Padme grappling with the weight of her impending secret wedding to Anakin and feelings of being alone because of this secret. This particular passage 
details Padme's methods in trying to make her wedding dress in a hurry and grappling with whether or not to enlist her handmaid's help. So go over to utini.com. They're a great uh, resource for all books that are currently out for Star Wars. And check out that app. And for everyone that's crazy for Wordle, well, guess what? There's a Star Wars version. The runaway success of Wordle has led to plenty of homages from developers playing tribute to the addictive formula. Some of the Wordle alternatives so far include Mathler, which sets your head for equations, and Wordle, 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 which challenges your geographical knowledge by replacing words with countries, country outlines. Now, there's a new challenger specifically designed for Star Wars fan, Star Wars mega fans, Swordle. Created by Arabesh Files, it's Wordle, where only words with a link to the to a galaxy far, far away are accepted. And it comes complete with a Millennium Falcon-shaped des- delete key. It follows the same rules as Wordle, where green represents a correct letter in the right place and yellow a correct letter in the wrong location as you try and identify the five-letter word in six guesses or fewer. Oh, and the numbers are permitted for jo- droid... Uh, numbers are permitted for droid related reasons and this has been your hollow news hollow news i did I, my mic was off obviously have you played swirtle i've played it a few times wordle uh yeah Swir- no swirtle the star wars one no no i haven't played swirtle i didn't know it existed till today <laughs> I've been playing it for a couple of weeks now, and I, I I actually I was gonna suggest we play it on the show last week, and I forgot. <laughs> I always I have a I have a game plan with Swirtle though. Wordle's a little different, but Swirtle I have a game plan. I always start with Padme. Padme is my first word always. It gets rid of your P's, A, D, M, and E's. Those are big letters in Star Wars, and that's how I start my my game of Swirtle every week. Is start. I haven't done it today. Yesterday was plans, plans. Plans. I thought it was porn, so I got it. I was way off. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, you should check it out because it is uh it's it's hard because there's Star Wars words. I'm like, I don't know what I don't know any Star Wars words. That's why I always start with Padme. I just make things up <laughs> uh from there. But it's time for top five. Top five. Top five. Today's top five characters we would like to see in Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, I didn't write this down, but it should be characters that we don't think are go- that aren't like appearing in Obi Wan. So my list doesn't have Bail Organa on it, yeah, because okay. because we assume Bail Organa is in it. You should never assume anything. But number five, look, my number five. If you're going to be on Tatooine, Boba Fett, and you don't show Watto, that is a sin. So I'm going with Watto. Watto is my number five, <laughs> four, three, two. It's all Watto. Watto across the board. Watto is my number five. James, you fool. Number five is always Hondo Anaka. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my number five. Uh, please, just put him in live action. Yeah, please. Pauline, okay, next week we'll play Swirtle on the show, Brock. Next oh, week, okay. Swirtle. Pauline said we should do it, so we're going to... And I, I always listen to... Anything that's in the live chat, I listen to. If it's, <laughs> if, you know, if I agree with it. But, yeah, next week we'll do Swirtle. My number four, it's not a character. It's a species. You're going to be on Tatooine again. Give me a Doug. If there's no Dugs, you're not doing it right. Dugs, and maybe Doug is talking to Watto. I don't know. I'm not writing it, Kathleen Kennedy. If you want me to, I can. The Doug gets into a Naboo Starfighter and flies off. I write like this thing just writes itself. So Dugs is number four. I'm going to go young uh, Lando Calrissian because you're not going to run into any problems there. So, yeah. 
Ah, and he's in Rebels, so it makes complete sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number three. I don't know if he made a path for Kashyyyk or not. I don't know what the deal is, but I'm going to go with Tarful. What is it, Tarful? Let's get... I'm... What <laughs> about it... the Wookiees? <laughs> Maybe he moved to Tatooine to help out Bail Organa look after Leia. We don't know, but again, KK, call me. I write these things. These things write themselves. Then he gets in and a boost starfighter and flies off. Disney Desi, we know Hondo is in the ride at Galaxy's Edge. We're not talking about animatronics. We are talking about in a real thing. I think that is a real Hondo there. <laughs> um, my number, we're on number three now. Yeah, right? Yeah. 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 Number, number three. three. I'm going to go. C- Commander Cody. I don't really expect any pla- um, plans. Uh, clones to show yeah, up, but like, Cody. like, no. it'd be if cool. If we're getting, if we're getting Inquisitors, though, that would that would be kind of cool if Cody shows up, and mm. Cody sh- could show up with an Inquisitor and my number two, which are Purge Troopers. I love Purge <laughs> Troopers; they were great. And and um, Fallen Order, give me a Purge Trooper in this show. Number two is a easy addition, I think. I don't know. Cal Kestis. Just put him in there. Just put him in there. Cal- it could work. I'm wondering if they have a if there's anything in mind for Cal Kestis, if they're gonna go any further. And my number one. Do I need to say my number one after this show? He's uh, gonna be back, sir. <laughs> Jar Jar Binks is my number one. He is the greatest thing to happen to Star Wars since Star Wars. Uh, I'm gonna go a little further. Like number one, just shock us, Yoda. Like just shock us completely. They're like so that you know what you say. It, I'm gonna say it, it wouldn't be shocking. It would be, but it wouldn't be in the fact that he is in Rebels and we know he can communicate with other Force users, at least in the temple mm. or whatever. So yeah, I mean he. It would be shocking, but it also make a lot of sense. There's no reason why that couldn't happen. Uh, so those are our top five. Let us know what your top fives in the comments below or to my left. Is it your left? Wouldn't it be technically? No, it's so on my right. Their right. Yeah, I, it's on. It's on my right, but it's on that. I don't know. I'm. I don't know what's going on. Because this is my right hand. When I point to my left, there we go. That is right. But not if I want to look, if I want to point at you, yeah, I got to point as if you're sitting here. Screen. So Hondo comes out, yeah, he's, Hondo comes out of the screen to talk to you in live action because he's a real person, Brock. Hondo is real. <sighs> it's not the same. It's not the same. Okay. <laughs> it's better. It's actually kind of better. My sister went there and she doesn't even know who Hondo is. I was like, okay. and I go, get me the Hondo Funko. And she goes, I couldn't find it. And I was like, oh, I have to go myself. And then COVID hit. She did get me a apron from the Droid Depot, though. I have an apron from the Droid Depot, which she's like, you can wear it when you make pizza. And I said, I will not get this dirty. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This has been the uh, the 243rd episode of the Rebel Scum Podcast. We hope everybody enjoyed the show. The chat was uh, really fun tonight. Brock, did you have a good time? I had a very good time because I'm I, t- chatting with my good friend James. 
We don't see each other in real life, but we see each other virtually every week. Which, you know, has been normal for COVID. Yeah, it's very normal. I see, I see you more than anybody. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I live in a dungeon. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Rez says good times. So thanks, everybody, for watching. Thank you, Brock, for uh, commenting along with me while I talk about Star Wars into the abyss. It's weird because it's like we're talking like because sometimes my if my I freeze and I'm like, I don't know if I'm talking to anybody or if anybody can hear me. And it's nice to know that you can. Yeah. I paid the bill. All right. Um, uh, bye, everybody. Have a good night. May the force be with you. And Brock, you were always scum. Rebel scum. Bags. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our video. As always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rebel Scum Podcast, for all the latest videos.